0: Welcome to Transforming the Trades, the podcast where we empower you to take charge and innovate your business. Whether you're a plumber, electrician, or any other trade professional, this show is designed to give you the tools and strategies you need to succeed. Sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to take your business to the next level with Transforming the Trades. So, hey, Dennis. Hi, Lynn. How are you? Good. So, Dennis the Apprentice. Yes. That's your new claim to fame.
1: Always learning.
0: Always learning. Never stop. So tell me about um, Dennis the Apprentice. So when you came up with this idea, what was the inspiration?
1: You know, I think uh, an apprenticeship is super, super cool for so many reasons. A lot of these, a lot of kids that uh, don't go to college. Um, it's not that they're dumb or they don't like to learn. They just, I call them kinetic. They're more hands-on. But the difference is when you go to college, they give you a syllabus, what class to take, where to go, what time. But in the trades, we just say go to work. Correct. So, um, Correct. I actually was an apprentice first when I was 26. And so I was older. I had a wife and a, and a kid already and so i just took it very seriously because i I felt like i was late and uh, i found what i wanted to do and i just i took my apprenticeship seriously and it served me very very well and set my life on a really good path and so when i got into the plumbing trade i realized i just saw all this lackadaisical disorganized path going on with young people in the trades so dentistry apprentice is really me trying to give tips on how to get traction in whatever trade you're in, in your apprenticeship.
0: So you bring up a really good point. So I think um, you're giving them the tips. Is there a syllabus? Not yet. Is that something, Dennis, the apprentice, is thinking about?
1: Yes, I've written. I've written a book. I wrote a book on. Uh, I was on a my first two week vacation, and after three days, I was uh, stir crazy and so I started writing down my book on uh, how to rock your apprenticeship, and. Uh, I wrote it but then the publisher wants to see a little bit more detail and all that and so i'm rewriting it and proofreading it and, but there'll be a book how to rock your apprenticeship and really um now that you find yourself in your trades a lot of people find themselves in the trades by accident but uh, hopefully the owner of the company can give them this book and if they'll read it uh, it'll give them uh, serious tips on how to get get going and make the most of their apprenticeship
0: do you do any formal training yourself
1: You know, I did in our company. Yeah, we actually had, you know, there's a sales meeting. Most companies will have a sales meeting once a week. Well, we had an apprentice meeting once a week um, where I would gather my apprentices together and and, um, hear what was going on in the field and what they were struggling with. And guess what? You know, just because you're a licensed technician doesn't mean you know how to train your apprentice either. It actually goes two ways. And so in my service meeting, I could help them understand how to, work with an apprentice, but I actually had my own apprenticeship meetings. We'd teach code a little bit, but mostly soft skills on how to get along and, uh, and, and learn from the plumbers.
0: So I'm curious, so you, you give tips. What's, give me a couple of tips, top tips. Give me two. Uh,
1: one of my favorite tips is how to be late. <laughs> we're all late, right? Even though we're, we strive to be perfect, I'm hardly ever late anywhere it's just not my nature but if I am I will usually arrive with donuts and I learned that in my apprenticeship I I was late and I'm like I'm gonna be five minutes late and so there was a donut shop I was driving by and so I pulled in and uh, I got a dozen donuts and it was actually cover for me being late I was actually late waking up but when I pulled in 10 minutes late with donuts in my hand everybody assumed I was late because I got the donuts And I wasn't late. I got donuts for everybody. I'm like, aha. So, and I didn't make a practice of being late, but whenever I was late, I always arrived with donuts and it made everything work well and everybody loved it.
0: That's a great tip. So what do you do when you're late at the customer? What's your tip?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. When I'm late to the customer, well, we always call, here's the cool thing about being late to the customer. I found that if you communicate with the customer, they'll hardly ever assume that you're late. If if you're at a one to three window and it's, 2 o'clock, and you call them and say, hey, it's a 1 to 3. At 2 o'clock, I'm on your way. I'll be be there in 20 minutes. You arrive in 20 minutes, and there's no trouble. So
0: give me the tip from the apprentice to help his support staff understand that he's going to be late. So what's your tip on that?
1: Communicate. One of the hardest things to do is call and say I'm going to be late, but we all have smartphones. We can text and say, hey, I just woke up. One thing is not to, is not to lie. Just say, "Hey, I'm sorry. I just rolled out of bed. I'm on my way. I'll be there in 35 minutes." And show up in 35 minutes. And when you call and text and communicate, people have a hard time being upset because none of us are perfect, and we've all we've all woken up late. That kind of thing. That's all happened to us. But it's when you show up 35 and late, 35 minutes late. You had your cell phone with you the whole time, and you didn't think about communicating about where you were and how late you were going to be. Uh, th- that, that's really offensive and it, it just starts off wrong and you can't go right.
0: You know, i got to tell you, so, you know, I have a new podcast. It's called Transforming the Traits. And so oh, cool. One of the reasons that I have started this podcast is to understand about different methods, different business models, different partnering uh, opportunities, technology systems that will help transform I'll say the legacy of the industry to what I consider to be next generation. And what I find really interesting about your approach on the apprentice, I don't know of anybody else who's talking about this.
1: Everybody complains they can't find good help, but no one's trying to help them become good help.
0: Yes. So we do a lot. We may put a lot of effort into our existing journeyman or skilled craft that we already have on staff but we we struggle focusing how to have sustainability in the new the new environment right right the new environment how to create the next generation service technician right which i think is less like awesome it's awesome it will make a difference i believe to so many um interested parties so I have to tell you, from a woman's perspective, game changer.
1: Awesome. You know what I discovered in my own business? Um, everyone wants to leave a legacy. I love the word legacy. And a lot of tradespeople people don't think about that. Like they're just kind of grumpy. They can't find good young help. Well, another thing I teach is one interested young person can change the culture of a company absolutely cuz you get a, you get a crew of guys been working together a while and they're getting discouraged they haven't found a good young person they they start to not believe in the future by the way complaining about the generation the new generation coming up has been going on for ever ever like i saw that quote it's something like in the 1700s they were saying america's doomed the young people it yep. was like in the 1700s i can't find that quote but i've seen it somewhere I've what do you think
0: Woodstock it. 68 did oh yeah <laughs> We were we were never gonna make it. America was doomed for sure. After Woodstock,
1: that was just proof. Yeah, it was right. Like we were wondering, but then after Woodstock, no doubt we were doomed. Yeah. Yes. So what happens is when you get a good young person, what I try to do is show them that a lot of people, uh, there's a lot. We're kind of jumping around here, but a lot of young people that don't go to college feel like they're losers, like they didn't make it. They're not smart enough. And they guess, well, I guess I'll just go get a job. Then they show up at some kind of trade company. And what my, what my message is, is this isn't just a job. This might be the luckiest thing that ever happened to you. Because school sucks. I don't like to learn either. I don't like to go to school either. I don't know who does. Those weird guys in college like it. We don't. That's why we're not there. But, hey, there's a whole world here in the trades that's super cool. We get to learn with our hands. We have a master guy teach us how to do it one-on-one. There's no, there's no college class that's one-on-one. We no. get one-on-one training. So I, I try to get that vision going. That, whoa, 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 wait a second. This may be the best thing that ever happened to you. But so when you get a young person that lights up and, and sees that, and they start showing up on time and investing in their tools and paying attention, the the older techs light up. They're like, oh, maybe there's hope. And what happens is, is there's a symbiotic thing that happens when you've got an apprentice that wants to learn, and a tech that wants to leave a legacy, they become a beautiful team, and it, it, it really changes your culture. And we've seen it time and time again.
0: Like being a proud parent. Oh, totally. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Totally. I think I can, I see that in my own business. Yeah. Same same thing. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be, that tech, um, relationship, but it, it is true in any business when you've got somebody who is younger and comes in. It also puts a spotlight on maybe there's a different way to do things. There is. Yeah, and I believe that the uh, established uh, employee can look at it and go, hmm, maybe I can bring my game up a little bit, right? Absolutely. Or I can change my game. There's a better, there's a more efficient way to do it. Um, So, all right, so you you came about this because you saw an opportunity – what are you doing to get the word out? Besides, you've got the book, you've got the podcast. Are you doing any trade shows or are you doing any um, speeches or anything of that sort?
1: Um, I, I'm moving in that direction. I, I really started on social media. Like, I, I follow Gary Vaynerchuk um, mm-hmm. of, Vayner, of Vayner Media and he was always talking about being on social media. Everybody's looking at their phone, and so I was trying to figure out how to get on social media, and so... I was trying to figure, I, I did some video work before trying to create some cool videos. It was, it was really tough and I always come off kind of canned and, and didn't feel good. And so I started, I figured out one thing I can do. Um, I couldn't get privacy either in my company. My, we were growing so big. Our, our shop was so small. I couldn't get quiet time. And I found I have a seven-minute drive from my house to my work. And so in my truck, I got seven minutes of quiet time and so i put my phone on the dash and i would just shoot a 1 minute video a little tip inspired by yesterday like what happened yesterday that an apprentice could have done better but just something that inspired me to something to help an apprentice and i just do a 1 minute tip on my phone on the way to work and then i would just post it on social media on facebook instagram tiktok youtube shorts and so i've done that for years for I think I'm going on four years now. So mostly on social media. And then just two years ago, I did my first podcast for at the wet show with the Zoom Drain company. We're a Zoom Drain uh, franchise owner. Sure. So I did my first podcast there. And then that was a lot of fun because uh, people that knew me on social media, uh, we kind of met and um, collabed a little bit on the podcast. And then I've done four shows now on my own where I just bought a booth um, at a trade show. Set it up like this, and did my own podcast.
0: So here, here's the question: Do you see that because of your social media exposure, do you see uh, interested potential new apprentices coming into the industry because of the work you're doing? Have you had that? Have you experienced that?
1: Yes, mixed with, mixed with. Um, I've had I've had discouraged apprentices find me and reach uh. out to me. Um, I was on vacation in Italy just a few months ago, and I had an apprentice text me, and he uh, direct, direct messaged me, and he was having a hard time with his boss, and he was discouraged and um, asked for advice, and I gave him, I shot right away, I'm on vacation, but I just shot like three or four minute videos to him back, direct direct message, and just last week, he texted me and says, just a little update, I got a $2 an hour raise, I have a one-on-one, with my boss today, it went really, really well, and everything's going good, and he had a target date for his license.
0: So, Dennis, I think you're on to something really great. Yeah. I really, I, I love this idea. It's, I, you know, there's the, first there's the stigma that you don't have a college education, you need to go to school. Um, it's not necessarily the most glamorous job that's out there that you could think of immediately. So just the ability to give them coaching and tips on how to bring their confidence up, their self-esteem related to this indus- industry or this job, I think that's amazing. I think that's a game changer. Thank you. That's a game changer. I, I believe after being in this for so many years, what I've seen is that what it, when it falls out, it falls out because nobody's there to help build that confidence and that self-esteem. And I see a lot of um, my clients building a lot of, spending a lot of time with, I'll call it the legacy employee, the established employees. I know they talk a lot about, they talk a good game about recruiting new people. But this is a game changer. If they figure out how to coach and uh, build that infrastructure around them and make them feel supported, it's a whole different. Whole different game. I Absolutely. think that's amazing. I love it. That is a transformation of the traits.
1: Absolutely. I, I. You know what? Uh, going to high schools, so I go to high schools as well. I speak at Yeah, high schools,
0: high schools would be awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of people struggle with that. They do it, but it doesn't really work, or they feel like it was a loss. Well, I've I've gone now to um, four classes, and I, I got an apprentice out of every class. But all I did was I just stood up. Well, the little one-minute videos, here's what, something interesting. The little one-minute videos in my truck um, broke my camera shyness <laughs> as well as my people shyness in that group. Like, that literally broke that. So I can go stand up in, a, in, a, in front of a class of high schoolers and my heart's not beating, I'm not nervous at all. And I I feel confident. I am confident because I've been talking this stuff for a while, right? Right, right, right. And but I just I say, who's going to college? Who knows where they're going to college? And all those people raise their hands, and I go, who doesn't know if they're going? They raise their hands. I go, okay, I'm talking to you guys right there. You guys, you guys can go back to sleep. I'm talking to you guys that aren't going to college, and they're like, whoa, whoa what's going on? And then I start talking. I share my story, and I say, pull out your phones, like see Apprentice on where you at, social media, like TikTok, Instagram, where are you at? That's that's me. Follow me, and then um, if you're interested, DM me. And that happened in every class. Wow. Really sharp kids that were paying attention. You can see their eyes light up. You, can, you start to get a connection, and it's like, wow, if I just get one kid per class, my, my company's full. Like I, that's all I can handle, and it totally worked.
0: Well, I have to say, I started this uh, in this industry when I was 18, by the way, I was one of those kids who opted not to go to college. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting a master's degree. But what I did is I got into this industry and I learned the, the servitude of, you, you know, of what it is. Yes. And I loved it. I left this industry after 15 years and I came back to it. And I'm still in that mode that I want to serve this industry. And I feel like that's exactly what you're doing. So when's your, when's your next – you're going to be at a trade show soon?
1: Yeah, I've got a – I'm starting to get booked here. I'm, I'm speaking at Pantheon. Okay. Um, at, at one of the breakout sessions and uh, kind of sharing our story about how we use Service Titan to um, build our business. And we just had a, a very successful exit this spring. So um, – and part of that message is compete with yourself. Don't worry about your competitors. And Service Titan gives you all the data you need to compete with yourself. Um, And then I'll be at at PHCC Connect, their national trade show. Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. They actually have a national apprentice competition for plumbing and HVAC. Right. So all the state champion apprentices go there to compete for national championships. So I'll be at the PHCC Connect show. I'll be podcasting. I'll be working with all the apprentices. Um, I'll be interviewing many of them. And finding out what they like about the trade and how they found the trade, and what surprised them about the trade, and just really I want to get the message and, and encourage people that the trades are the place to be.
0: Well, I think this is a secret sauce item. I love it. How awesome. can I help you?
1: Awesome. Just spread the word. It's amazing how few people uh, um, don't don't know about me, and you you always think that you do all this content, but no one really sees you. Like people are scared to put content out, thinking that the whole world's going to see you, but. I've been putting content out for three or four years. The world's I, big. The world's, the world's big. Huge. The world's big. Just yep. make content and share it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm a fan. Awesome. Thanks. I have one more tidbit. Yes. Um, because it works. Everyone's complaining about young people being on their cell phones. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. The older and the older guys are that's probably the number one complaint. Well, let's let the apprentices get on their smartphone and record us doing the work. And then put it on social media to promote our businesses. What do you think?
0: I love that idea. And you it's know, easy. it's easy. Not only that, they understand that. It's a good way for them to communicate, they communi- communicate like that anyway. So totally. I think it's a great idea. Every- I think it's a great idea.
1: Everyone's wondering how to get content. Let your apprentice record you, let him do a quick little edit and post it on TikTok. Now he gets to be on a smartphone, but he's building your business.
0: He's building your business. That's right. He feels like he's part of it. Or she feels like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love that tidbit. Cool. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Transforming the Trades. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained some valuable insights and tips for your trade business. If you found this podcast helpful, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to check out our website where you can find additional resources and information to help you grow your business. Until next time, keep innovating and take charge of your success.